Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Angela Scanlon. So far we've talked about her upbringing, growing up as part of a family in Ireland, one of four girls, and of course she bravely shared her story of living with an eating disorder. We have done so well, we have really meandered through, it's mostly woodlands that we've been walking through, isn't it? Yeah, and like we've been doing a few laps. We've done we've a gone couple back of laps. on ourselves. Here's our little chap on the bike again. He's, he's, <laughs> you know, his course ability is excellent, he I can see. He is flying. He's, seeing, he's, he's reaping the benefits <laughs> from the design of, the of that bike. bike. Yes. yes, indeed. indeed. Go. We talked in the last part about how you've dealt with and come to terms and, and kind of moved through a period of life of, of, of having an eating disorder. Let's kind of dig into, I guess, your journey throughout television and... Mm-hmm. You know the personality that we know on TV now. I mean, you you are very much a regular. You do some shows that I are very much up my my street, oh, kind of home and gardens and yeah, nature yeah, and yeah. you know. I, I, but the first documentary I did back in 2013 was Oi Ginger. Oi Ginger, yeah. Which is very different to the current new shows. So yes. talk to me about that. Well, yeah, documentaries is where I start. I mean, I worked as a fashion stylist for years, and then I kind of accidentally explains the beautiful long coat. Oh, yes. Um, we should I, mention the brand, really. They'd be, they'd be very well, oh, happy. Oh, this is Ray. It's like a British uh, oh, nice. brand. Yeah. Shout big. out to Ray. Hey, girl. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. <laughs> very good. Um, but yeah, so I worked in styling. Like I had a market stall selling handbags and jewellery oh. that I picked up from all over the shop. And then I worked as a personal shopping shopper even from there. And while I was there, somebody was doing, you know, TV bits and pieces kind of like this morning yes um and so i would go on and say oh yeah you know drew barrymore wore this to the oscars was that in london that was in dublin dublin yeah and then i started kind of producing bits of oh this is what chanel did this is the oasis version or whatever it was (laughs) um and it was live and i loved it immediately it was never something that i kind of thought for myself i didn't think oh yeah i'm going to be on telly but I really loved the uh, the pace of it. It's adrenaline, isn't it? Totally. The buzz. And because I did Irish dancing for many years, I was used to performing live. And I think it was the first thing that I'd done since that that felt kind of similar. And yeah, so I, I started doing that. Started creating kind of formats for fashion. But it was at a time when Gok had kind of finished and Trini and Susanna and nobody really knew, still don't, where fashion was going in yes. terms of telly. And uh, believe me, I've had no idea, yeah. as you can okay. probably imagine. <laughs> um, I, I'm very much probably, wherever the fashion is, I, I am not. I like that. You're normcore. <laughs> normcore okay. before I just it was chuck it on, honestly. Yeah, good. That's Comfort key. is key. Um, so, anywho, um, yeah. And, and then basically I started going, oh, you know what, I think I'd quite like to branch out of um, fashion. I am more interested in humans <laughs> than clothes. And so I pitched 
a documentary called Oi Ginger, which was, I mean, my elevator pitch was exploring gingerism as the last remaining acceptable prejudice, and which was, you know, with a wink and a nod. And I did that and I had an absolute ball and it went down really well. And then I was commissioned to do four docs after that, which were, you know, into like fitness and gosh, I can't remember. We did loads of like extreme the, kind of things. Of and then, yeah, a, a series called Close Encounter, was, mm. which the BBC bought for BBC Three at the time. And it was me and celebrities mm. um, going on little adventures. Mm. And so that was my, my into it. And then I would do, you know, the voice behind the scenes over here and BAFTA coverage of yeah. like red carpet stuff. And then Robot Wars came. I say it came, like I was working my balls off. Yeah. But Robot Wars was... I guess my big. That big you know, and, and that that was I loved Robot Wars so much. Literally, like that <laughs> was like Saturday afternoon, wasn't it? Ish, Robot Wars. Yeah. Oh my god! So that would have that been the original with Craig Charles, yes. right? And then we brought it back myself and Dara O'Brien, yeah. um, and it I only came Dara back for so three seasons. Dara's fantastic, um, and it was so wild to me because it was such a massive production, mm. and it also had a brilliant cult following. So mm. people were. With it. It's so a you're kind of, effect, kind of, totally, it? and you're entering into this world that already exists. It's not been created for no, telly, which, no. as we know, often is the case. Um, so it was really authentic and brilliant, quirky minds, and so much passion, and I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, your homemade perfect came kind of after that and was it like a surprising one it kind of feels like a really good mix of the different worlds that you enjoy especially yeah you know your podcast and things about you know how creating the right space and mm -hmm. things for your mind it feels like the right kind of show for you doesn't yeah, it? yeah and it feels kind of joyful and warm and inclusive and it's you know it's accessible i think and that's what people want to go is watch nice people have you know nice things happen to them <laughs> do you think uh, is it gingerism is that what we say is gingerism that, yeah is that the is that truly is do you think the thing? last acceptable i mean i think in fairness it was maybe at a time before i was properly aware of the level of prejudice um that people really experience why why is it why is it seen so accepted? i mean now um quite rightly fat shaming and skin yeah. shaming is you know it's something we're more aware of mm -hmm. people are clamping down on it it doesn't feel that you have the same thing about having red hair I know I don't know I, I think red hair is so can I just say that I don't know people say this I think red hair is so beautiful I, I think it's I think it's like you are glamorous and gorgeous oh, and, 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 and beautiful why do we I oh, look why it's do we, different why do isn't we? it and it's like two percent of the population so it's anything that's other I think is um I don't know, people are a bit like, and maybe historically, like redheads were witches, you know? Well, yes, of course, like that historical actual, fact, that historical fact of witch, <laughs> witchcraft and all those witches that used to kind of go around. Yeah, you know? so I feel, I don't know, I don't know. My daughter, my eldest daughter is like strawberry blonde and I love it, yeah. I love it. And I've always had an affinity and I'll, you know, wink at other redheads on the tube and it's like- Is a, that a thing? Is yeah, that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, um, but, I do think it's changed. I do think it's changed. I you feel know, I, I was, feel attitudes change. My yeah. I, I, like I'm at the age now. All kind of I'm very much a single. But um, uh, do DM the Stomp. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Don't DM the Stomp. Cross. I, I, 
<laughs> going on a date with me. Uh, that is the levels that I'm at Saturday. That's fine. You've got to do what uh, you've got to do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm very much single, but a lot of my friends and things who've got children, like my beautiful car and my goddaughter and stuff, I think they, the world has changed in yeah. that sense, hasn't it? But I don't yeah. know, it'd be interesting to kind of hear, I guess it'd be interesting to know other people's perspective. I think maybe mm. others might be listening to this saying, no, that's not true at all. It's still really bad. I yeah, think. their experience. Well, I, I mean, my, I, so like I said, I'm one of four girls and three out of four of us had red hair. And so, yeah, I, I suppose it was normal. I was never really aware that it was a bad thing until well until it's not later. a bad thing no the it's not of course it's not some, a bad thing some idiots is that it's exactly whatever. that and I, th- I do think there was a sense that you know when I was a teenager I did there was a period of time where I just wanted to have blonde dreadlocks like Faye from Steps and that, <laughs> that was never going to happen for me and <laughs> and I also was acutely aware of of conversations that would happen with the lads in school where they'd be talking. I mean, the arrogance of actually believing they had a chance with any of them, but like whether they were into blondes or brunettes, yeah. it was like, we weren't even in the room, oh, you know? So I, there was a kind of, I was aware that, oh, it wasn't on the list of, at the time, a very narrow ideal of what it was to be beautiful. And redheads were not on that. Harness the superpower, though, right? Like every other difference. Exactly that. And so I did become really like defiant about about it. But I think it made me feel very other and very special. So I was like, I loved it and I hated it, and it was quite a heady mix for a Mm. teenage girl, you know. Let's Um, talk about joyriders, because. I'm interested as to why gratitude is so much a focus of the book. And I think particularly talk around, because uh, there is a very fluffy gratitude on Instagram, yes. um, which is entirely helpful. And also people then don't really practice it and therefore mm-hmm. miss the, unfortunately, miss the benefits of genuinely practicing gratitude. Yeah. Talk to me why, why is that such an important theme? And, and also just a couple of tips for people, really. Obviously, go and you know, get the book and read it. But just to give an idea of some ways that practically people can do that. Well, so Joyrider, and some people ask about the title and they're like, oh, you know, obviously the focus is on joy and it's on mm. reaching for joy, which feels like such an elusive thing for the vast majority. It certainly felt like that for me. Um, and what I realised over the course of kind of, you know, my healing journey was that I had, you know, as I mentioned earlier, turned down the dial on all of my uh, feeling so I thought I was just shutting down like the negative stuff but I was actually numbing or like tapping out of all the good stuff and so I realized I was having you know um big life experiences good stuff mm. that I was totally you know Bell down yeah gratitude for me is that kind of practice of coming back to what you have I think we've become so conditioned to look around and obviously social comparison is like a thing that has existed since the dawn of time but we now have access to it before we even get out of bed so whether that's comparing yourself to you know a teenage billionaire philanthropist or Oprah Winfrey or whoever and her bath shape body bath shape that she taught me about she's got she's got a bath the shape of her body she's got a bath sculpted to her body shape I know hashtag goals um but she yeah I think a lot of people go oh you know what's the friggin point um and so using and comparing themselves their bodies their lives their achievements their houses whatever it is to an endless infinite amount of strangers on the internet to make you feel like shit 
um, no matter what you have. And so it's that very conscious shift away from looking and hankering and beating yourself for what you don't have by comparison to others and actually refocusing your brain um, your mind, your heart, everything on the on the good stuff in your life, and I think that's it is a practice. It's something I have had to work really, really hard on because although my I appear, I guess, to be very upbeat and very positive, and I am in ways, but I also have I have to work really hard yeah. on it. It's not my it's not my natural state. So if someone's looking to work on it now, listening, going, oh gosh, this mm-hmm. sounds great and I want to do it. Yeah. But how? What are the kind of steps that people can, can try? What have you found that works? I mean, I, like I love writing, but that's kind of always been a go-to for me. So I think there is something about, uh, about physically writing mm. down some things. I think accountability is a really good thing. And I have like a group with a friend where you kind of swap these things, which keeps you in, in the flow of doing that. But I think it's... So share, sharing, sharing the, like, kind of like I'm grateful, or like something I've enjoyed today or little exactly things. Exactly that. You know, just something small. Oh gosh, I'm appreciative of like, there was a beautiful sunrise or morning yeah. or whatever. Or I had yeah. a lovely cup of tea yeah yeah you know they generally and my podcast thanks a million we speak to loads of different Which people you were on, yeah. wonderful on it Thank and you. a lot of the time it is it's not those big profound instagram worthy moments it's those little vignettes those little moments in a day like that. um that are are the things that nourish like properly nourish us and so i think yeah, the sharing of that is good but also the expressing you can go oh i had a really nice time doing that podcast with Alex, oh, now I'm busy, I'm gone, I'm off. And it's actually going, you know, tomorrow and saying, texting and saying, thank you so well, much. Well, if you don't text me now, I'm going to go, God, she really didn't enjoy because I know that she would if she did. She definitely <laughs> she would to, have no. said it. No. But it is, it's, yeah. the, it's getting into the thing of, thank you so much for cooking that lovely yeah. dinner for me. Or to, to appreciate in the moment that you're like, oh, this person went out and bought, you know, vegetables because I was coming to visit them and it's it's the little little things and thanking your body has been a a practice for me as well you know um for birthing you know two healthy babies for um for sticking with me when I basically tortured it yeah for years think about it yeah I mean I I kind of I um I've in the last couple so I I try a few different things for gratitude and one things I do is that when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I try mm-hmm. and even if it's just I'm not really feeling low energy that day, I'll just name one thing yeah. that I like about myself and one thing that I'm grateful for. And on good days, I try and do up to five. Yeah. And I find that really helpful. But the one of the things I'm really trying to focus on at the moment is just being grateful. So I used to always go to the gym for specific outcomes. Yeah. Whereas the last few years, I've been trying to change that and think about going for the benefits of my mind. I've always been aware of that, of course, and it's so yeah. much of what I, what I do. But you know, sometimes you still can flip to that kind of beating yourself up and stuff. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, do you know what? I'm so thankful. Thank you to my body for doing this. Like sometimes, you know, for example, if I'm on the treadmill and I'm going to do a bit of incline, I'm practicing my stomps and so on. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when I think, oh gosh, I'm just feeling, oh, I'm feeling tired and all this kind of, no, like thank you, like to my body. It sounds crazy saying yeah. that, but thank no, no, you no, no. Like, for letting huge. me, it's amazing that you can do it. I mean, yeah. even now, I mean, we can, you can almost, you know, I feel so grateful that I can be here and share a moment with you. And, yeah. You know, to go and like, for a look walk at the and trees. Look at the sun coming through, yeah. through the trees and things. And I, and I think, yeah, I, I think it's that 
and, and I know you talk about this a lot, is that relationship between our minds mm. and our bodies and this kind of idea that mental health and physical health are somehow detached from each other or separate to each other. And so I find that like, I naturally live in my head a lot. And so in the morning I will often wake and put hands on my tummy and one on my heart and like just feel myself breathing and like the warmth of my body and the warmth of my bed and the support of a mattress underneath me and whatever and this kind of little grounding grounding in a day and going if you ever wake up to anyone listening like if you ever wake up i mean by stomping and joining us right now you are grounding so you're already doing this which is which is fantastic i mean you're literally taking part in it but if you wake up feeling particularly stressed that day or anxious or you know maybe even you've had a few too many drinks the night before Mm -hmm. and you're feeling anxious in your bed a great way is exactly said just lie there for a moment just look around the room and focus and think i'm safe in this box i'm in this room i can feel the weight of my duvet is it heavy is it light what time of year is it you know how comfortable am i do i feel cozy what yeah, is, yeah, how does my breathe? What's the temperature? Yeah. Is it silent? What are the noises I can hear around? And all of that just brings you into that presence for mm-hmm. that moment. And that's yeah. really just, you are, you're like thankful. You're like, great vibes. Like, of all the troubles that are out there in the world, you yeah. can't control what's going on in Ukraine. Really, you can't. No. There's so many things we can't affect. But by being grateful for the little things that are very truly in our moment, in our present, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to feel so much better for it aren't you and probably hopefully a little bit more detached from the things you can't control 100 percent, and it just changes the quality of how you like show up every day and i think the biggest thing that's that that keeps people stuck is a sense of being powerless and there's so much going on that makes you feel like oh my god i mean i can't literally the world is going to shit there's no point in even leaving my house and actually if you can kind of get in touch with yourself feel safe in your own body feel like um yes centered and grounded and at ease and I mean I never I had never felt that Mm. until lockdown I was like oh my god I remember going to bed one night and going oh wow I'm breathing Mm. (laughs) and this feels easy I don't feel like tense and yeah and that is kind of the state now that I'm looking for it's like I'm not you know manifesting a mansion no. i actually just want mm-hmm. peace <laughs> look for little moments of joy and i think little uh, moments of joy that you can come back to and i also instagram gets such a bad rap yeah and obviously you go online and you think oh i've had a lovely day now with alex and i'm going to get in the car on the way home and go oh oh, oh they look like they had really good fun what are they doing what's she wearing da, da, da. and then you suddenly feel like shit but actually, if you revisit your own Instagram or your own camera roll, and sometimes I do, and I'm like, oh my God, that was a lovely month. Or I actually have had, like, go back to your holiday a year ago. Yeah. Like, scroll your own I want to remind, remind, remind yourself of, of times that were good and, and remember that those times can come again, really, isn't it? Yeah. You can have those moments again. So, you know, please yeah. do, if you haven't already clicked order, Get order that uh, copy of Joyride and, yeah. and enjoy, 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 enjoy the book. Enjoy the ride, baby. So before we go to our health fact of the week, I just want to ask yes. you what, I mean, gosh, how can you pick it out of all of your life experience? But is there a particular life lesson that you can pull or a moment you think that taught you quite? Maybe it might be a really small thing that it's a little lesson or it might be a big one. I'll leave that one to you. Oh, okay. I mean, this is where, I don't know why this is in my, is the first thing that popped into my mind. Let's take the first thing. Okay, so my... Granny, uh, Dolly, my mum's mum, 
Um, she died when I was maybe seven or eight. And I have like really vivid memory of, of the day that she, that she died. And I remember the, the, the time, she didn't live near us, she lived um, in Galway, which is like the other side of the country. And she would come up on the train and stay with us for periods of time. And she was, she was wonderful, like mischievous. And I would sit in her bed and she'd take out her teeth and make me laugh. And she was kind of like a little wing I'd nestle under. And always felt like, you know, a, a very, I was with her on my own, you know, mm. and it was kind of, yeah, really, really special. But I remember her wanting to go for a walk with me um, up like this particular road. And there was a guy who lived up this road. And I remember thinking, oh my God, they live in that house. And this is mm. so deeply uncool mm. to go for a walk with my granny. Mm. And so I made up all of these excuses about why I didn't want to go to, for the walk because it was raining or my, my leg hurt or whatever it was. I met, like she, she pushed it and I made up multiple excuses as to why I wouldn't go for that walk. And it's always, it stings me so much. Um, the idea that I didn't like absolutely cherish her in that moment mm. and, you know, take her for the walk and show her off and and by the time I realized it it was obviously too late like I certainly didn't realize it just after I had lost her but I think mm. um that I that realization mm. that you don't get forever no with take people. your moments and enjoy your moments because you never know well, I have the same yeah, many of course. the same thoughts with, with Leo you never know what moment someone might be here they might be gone yeah. the next so cherish those moments yeah the health yeah. fact this week is a, oh, is a simple one and I wonder, well, you actually mentioned it, I guess, earlier in passing. Two percent of the population are ginger, which is the same percentage that are intersex, and the same percentage that are twins. No way! Yeah. So we're a rare old breed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I think that's a great fact because it puts into perspective. I mean, a lot of people don't realise the percentage of or you know intersex are those that are either so basically that are um, not by definitions of society, yeah. typically male or female at birth, okay. are intersex. So features of both or more of one or the other. But uh, yeah, wow. there you go. Oh, that is a great 2%. fact. That is a good fact. I love a good fact. We've ended up back at where we started. It's yeah. beautiful sunshine. It was actually yeah. drizzling at the start and it is gorgeous, guys, isn't Full it? Full circle. We're, we're on about appreciation. I'm grateful uh, to do this podcast. It's fantastic. I'm grateful yeah, for everyone listening. So I'm grateful much. for amazing people like you coming on and joining me, really. Thank you for having me. Give me a hug. You look very cool in your Ray-Ban. <laughs> Just pop them on. <laughs> it's the redhead. I'm she like squinting cool. like she a crazy cool. protect, lady. Protect your skin, Protect people. your eyes. Wear that wear SPF because in the winter, SPF still gets you. Every single day. There's a Baz Luhrmann. Keep, make sure the one sun wear cream. Sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Is that how he says it? Yeah, indeed. I mean, no. He's he absolutely doesn't. He does sound better, but alas, yeah, it is. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.